A podcast where we go one-on-one with fiction creators, such as authors, filmmakers, actors, songwriters, and more. Each episode, we get the inside scoop on our guests' creative process, the ups and downs of their industries, and our guests also give out tips and tricks that help them become successful. And now, let's jump into the episode with your host, Chris C.L. Lowry. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Fiction Addiction Podcast. My next guest are a Philadelphia-based R&B duo that is on the rise and won't stop until they take over the world. They are one of the hottest rising R&B acts today and are taking the industry by storm. This duo fuses traditional R&B, urban soul, hip-hop with a shared appreciation for acts like Jodeci, Drew Hill, SWV, and TLC. The members of the group are from different parts of the city, but were put together by Ali Hyman and started making music in 2013 under Real Boy Entertainment. Also known as the Bad Girls of R&B, the duo continues to grow loyal and dedicated fans through real singing, implementing catchy hooks with vibes of yesterday and today. Collectively, they are well known for the dynamic and aggressive performances on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, we have singers Beyond and Dominique Nicole, who are the group Aviance. What is going on, ladies? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey. If, we, if we were DJs, we would have put that in there. We doing good. <laughs> 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 thanks for having us. Oh, oh, man, thanks for being here, man. We appreciate it. Of so, course, of course. So, first and foremost, um, the COVID-19 coronavirus, the global pandemic, has shaken everybody's worlds up. What has been the impact of the pandemic on your lives? Mm. Um, uh, go ahead, Dom. <laughs> um, well, I'm considered an essential worker, so I still have to report to work. But um, I would definitely say it affected me because now, of course, everyone has to, you know, have to switch up their lifestyle and you know the way that we go about our normal day like our normal routine isn't our typical you know how we normally go about a day so I feel like our normal routine is definitely how it affected me um but I, other than that I feel like with me being an essential worker not too much has switched up but of course you know on the music end we can't perform so <laughs> that's definitely Absolutely. another another way that um it's affected, you know, part of my lifestyle. So B, I'll let you take over. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you know, shout out to those who actually are still out there in the trenches and still gotta go out to work and you know, that's that's a blessing, you know, in disguise because it's mad people that didn't that that don't even have a job right now. So right. um so just shout out to y'all. But in terms of how I feel like it affected me, I, I really feel like this opportunity, it was an opportunity to regroup. And what I mean by that is when you're moving, being in music and being in just in the in the industry altogether, like when you're moving constantly, you got gigs back to back, you're doing shows, you're doing interviews, you know, everything is just like days fly. and most times 
you kind of like it's just another day and you sometimes might take it for granted. I think that with this pandemic happening, it allowed me to slow down and literally look at everything that I have and analyze everything um, and see what's around me to appreciate it more and to really once once this whole situation passes um just going about life differently like i just feel like my mind has is in a regrouping stage right now like everything that i thought i knew isn't really what it is type of mm. thing so um it's really it really allowed me to just open my mind and find out more about myself and just more about just the meaning to life, that sort of thing. Boom. There we go. All right. So um, how did you both meet? Well, um, Dom likes to tell the story how we got together. <laughs> Dom don't really tell this part. Um, our manager actually put us together. Um, we, he met us both on, um, separate occasions. Um, she came, you know, from a, a photo shoot party, um, from a venue that we would go to frequently. And I met him through a, uh, an old mutual friend. So, um, you know, he both put the bug in our ear that he was, uh, creating a girl group. So once he told us both that and, um, you know, he held auditions. For uh, you know him to meet everybody and you know weigh the options out that came out and that was how um me and B met uh we had met I feel like I don't know I feel like when me and her met it was kind of like solidified like okay we don't even have to do the whole you know um auditioning audition process, thing yeah like we, yeah like yeah I, yeah that was that was one that yeah, i could definitely say it was like audition where like it was more so <laughs> right. he, it was he like hey us. i got this group y'all in it hey we'll say what's up to each other like and i was like i was like damn do you even know my last name you just putting me in groups and i don't know what's going on but no um all jokes aside yeah that was that's that was exactly how uh it started and it was, you know, it was it wasn't something that the manager, our manager had to kind of force. It was more so just a natural chemistry. So that's why most people would think that we knew each other for longer than we have already. So. Right. Like, so, so what, we, I, I don't even know how many times I can count. Like, as many times we didn't have shows and people always ask, like, oh, y'all sisters? Y'all look yeah. Sister like, like mm -hmm. they ask all the time. Yeah. So what was it? What was that natural connection? Was it just personality? Was it singing? I would definitely say personality because it's just like we weirdos, but we not weirdos. Like it's like a <laughs> it's like a um it's like, oh, she crazy and oh she crazy, but she crazy in her own way. So it's like it's that instant you get it type moment. Mm. You know, you know that natural chemistry you have with people. When you enter into like a room or an event and um, you start talking to them and then you show a little bit of who you really are, you know, your real goofy or your real like playful self. And then either that they person is going to shy it. away. Yeah, they mm -hmm. either understand it or they be like, uh, okay. And then you be like, okay, right. well, you ain't the one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Move on to the next person. <laughs> right. 
So it was kind of like, like, oh, she, her crazy matched my crazy. Oh, okay. Oh, they matched oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, it was, it was cool. But we, at the end of the day, the love for music was there. And mm. we both had a grind mentality. And, um, you know, we always knew how to separate, you know, play from, from work. But um, when we definitely had that downtime, down uh, we definitely took advantage of it. Just be, let's believe that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So, so how did the auditions go since you guys developed that chemistry? It's like, so how did the auditions go after that? Um, so we were in the past a three band member group. And, you know, things happen, you know, people decide to join a group and then they decide to pursue their own dreams and their own passions, which is fine by them or us. Um, so that was an audition process for them to see if they were a match for me and Dom or uh, if they were a match for the music that we already had in the works because we already had an album um, that was already produced and, and out there. So it was more so like, okay, can you flow with what is already moving? And can you just basically just uh, join the train? Um, so that was the, the auditioning process for that. And now it's just two of us and we just duoing it out, if that's a word. And we just, you know, we just riding it out and then that's just how it is. Now, when did you both, when did you first find out you had a passion for singing? Um, I found out, um, this is Don, by the way. <laughs> I found out uh fairly early. Um, I pretty much grew up in like a musical household and um you know, I was heavily involved in church when I was younger. I was part of the choir mm. and everything. So I um I started like pretty pretty young, like right when kids started talking and stuff like that, because my dad sings as well. So, you know, he was singing around the house all the time and once they, you know, realized that I had a bug for it, it was like, Oh, we got we gotta do something with this, we gotta put on a choir or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how that worked out for me. Yeah, for me, I actually found out later in years that I actually liked to sing because I've always been a writer. And so I would write a lot of poetry, a lot of poetry, a lot of short stories and stuff. I'm actually I actually have poems published, but I wow. found that um, I have a I had a sound when a friend asked me one day to just sing on his album. And then that's when I was like, oh, OK, I could do this. I could really do this. So um, then I. Got with um, Ali Hyman and he put me in, you know, became a part of Aviance and it's been history since then. So. How, how much did poetry play a part into your songwriting? It played a lot um, because it was more than just making something sound good. It was seeing a story. So mm. um, I was one of those kids in school that when I had English class and we we had poetry time or something like that and teachers would literally break down how to write and break down a poem i was one of those students that was dead serious like everybody was saying that oh, class sure. like but i was dead serious trying to learn just how to get that drawn you know get it right but it definitely played a part because every song that i write and even down for that matter we you know i, I like to see a, a story i like to see a purpose uh, beginning, middle, middle, and then like, like a story. So, yeah. 
And absolutely, that songwriting is definitely storytelling. So where do you two draw your inspiration from um, when writing your songs? Um, You pretty much can draw up inspiration from anything, like from any situation that anybody has went through, whether it be us or people that's close to us or, you know, things we might see on the Internet, um, it, it, anywhere. <laughs> yeah anything like a story somebody could have told us anything <laughs> i definitely say yeah anything real life too mm-hmm. real life because life happens and you really can't speak about something unless you understand where it's coming from and unless you can relate to it so most times when you listen to our music it's real thoughts that we have like um one of our songs, one of my favorites is um, Introvert. And mm-hmm. it's really about, okay, some days I'm in your face. Some days I just want to be left alone. And it's, it's just as simple as that. And, I, and it was from a real place. And then we have songs where we are writing about love and we're hoping for a future with someone. That's one of our songs, Future. So um, it, it comes from a real place. Mm-hmm. They come from a real place, and it's um, it makes it more real when we in the studio. Is it don't feel like work, right? Like we're literally, we're just living. Like that's we just living our story when we in the studio. So now, what's that? What's that studio atmosphere like? What's that creative process like when you two are in the studio recording? So it it can go a lot of different ways depending on the producer that we're with. Um, it's best when we're with producers who just want to start everything from scratch because Aviance has this sound that is just us. You know, we're soulful, we're, you know, smooth, we can rap, you know, we are humorous, we are, we are comedic, and we like different sounds that bring out all those different features in us. So when we get with somebody, they'll start playing with the sounds and stuff like that. We'll say, okay, keep that, get rid of that, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll start humming and then we'll start, you know, throwing out words and throwing out phrases. And then next thing you know, we got a hook. And the next thing you know, Dom will go in there, lay down some vocals and I'll go in there and lay down some vocals and we got a song. (laughs) It's literally just like that. But those are the best sessions when we, when we start from scratch. Yeah. So Dom, how much did the ch- like having that church upbringing play into um, your music now? Um, it definitely helped with my ear, one hundred percent, because um, everybody knows that when you hear Aviance, you're going to get a bunch of harmonies, a bunch of rich harmonies at that um, pretty harmonies as you know that blend well together. So that definitely played a part in my ear because. With me being in the choir, I'm used to hearing, you know, sopranos and altos and tenors and things like that. And, you know, things that can go in between um, a whole bunch of different stuff, like just runs and ad-libs. And it definitely helps you be more creative with your ad-libs and songs as well. So um, it definitely helped with my skill set, I would say, for sure, for sure. Because anybody knows that with singing gospel, um, they, they don't come to play. 
absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, right. You gotta come correct. <laughs> right. You gotta come correct or or sit down because they'll be like, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll hit you with that real quick. They're like, help the Lord. Right. <laughs> Use the <Bless> Lord. The Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it definitely prepares you. So, break down your artist names for me uh, Beyond and Dominique Nicole. Break down the artist name? Yeah. Why, why, I'll, why? I'll let B go first. <laughs> um, uh, what, why my name is my name? Mm-hmm. All right. So back in the day, day when my feelings was hurt by a boy that I like, um, he was my first my first boyfriend ever, and he played. Well, I don't I don't want to say he played me, but he decided to move on, right? And he called himself saying, "Oh, I got to focus on me in school." I'm like, okay. Next thing you know. He posting up this girl saying, yo, she is the most beautiful girl I've ever Man. saw in my life. Right. And so I was like, you know, something in me was a little hurt, but then something filled me up. And I was just like, you know what? You know what? I'm not beautiful. I'm beyond beautiful. So at that point, that's Man. when I became beyond beauty. And then it stuck ever since. <laughs> that's how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> and yeah, so everything I do is just beyond. It's just extra. So everything is just going to be extra ever. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have Dominique Nicole. (laughs) That's that's literally just my name. Like (laughs) that's my first and middle name. (laughs) Simple as that. She came out with the artist name. Yeah, right. with the artist name. <laughs> that family, man, that, that, they knew it. They were like, oh, we got to give you a name that right. flow. <laughs> now, Aviance, what's the, what's the yes. foundation? What's the basis of, of that name? And what does it mean to you guys? Go ahead, Don, break it down. <laughs> okay, so Aviance comes from the word ambiance, which is to create a beautiful atmosphere. So we mm. took out the M and a B, replaced it with the V to get aviance therefore we're creating a beautiful atmosphere with our voices hence the v mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah now you guys got together obviously um your manager put you guys together you knew you had the talent mm-hmm. but there's a there's a difference between having talent and having talent in that hustler's mentality that you guys have um to actually pursue singing as a career. So what, right. what What was that moment when you guys both realized like, all right, yeah, we, we both talented, but we want to do this for a living and, we, and we're going to pursue that. Well, from my standpoint, I see anything that you really want as um, a discipline first before it can just be something that's like, you don't have to think about anymore. So we all knew coming in that we wanted to sing and we got in, we were, you know, oh yeah, I want to be a singer and this, that, and the third. We just loved singing. That's just all it was. We didn't care where it was at. We didn't care how you put us on, well, we cared how you put us on stage. Um, <laughs> <but we laughs> let me get that right. I was um, to say, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but we, we just wanted to sing. That was just our passion. That was just our, our first love. 
And so things started to to take place where, you know, we were getting a bigger name. People, more and more people wanted to see us, more and more people started to love us. And so it became um, just something that was like our work ethic had to increase. You know, we went in like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But then we had to really build a habit or discipline to say this is good. If you keep working hard at it like this, it'll reap results and you'll see the results. And so it just in us, it's just in us to to just have that hustler mentality because like we done started in like all fluffy, fluffy, like, oh, we want to sing. But now we see like, yo, when you keep doing X, Y, and Z, you're going to reap these results. And so mm-hmm. that to that to me is how our grind, how our hustle just flourished. Um, because it's it's hard to make mistakes when you've already learned from so many and you know you're you're not you're not falling back you're not giving in you're not giving up and you just keep moving forward so um there are a lot of things that could have broke us but it didn't so the hustle mentality is is really here is really set in stone at this point yeah and also um i definitely want to say that like our fans definitely keep our motivated for sure because um like they 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 just be rocking out with us man like i don't yeah. i don't even know what other way to try to put it like they they keep us on our toes like they always 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 asking us you know what y'all doing next what what music y'all putting out what y'all what y'all got going on like mm-hmm. y'all keep us on, on our, our toes. toes so it's like we don't have no choice but to to keep pushing out this music for y'all to, to keep you know pushing out this content to keep you know making sure that we're in y'all faces so therefore, it's like, you know, y'all know, like, you know, we working, we we trying to get these things done, we getting these songs done, we meeting up with these people, we having meetings. Well, you know, we're not meeting right now due to quarantine and stuff, but <laughs> um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, you know, we, we just we getting things done, you know, for the sake of y'all constantly, you know, asking for it. It's like it's, it's bigger than us at this point. Like, yeah, we got into it. Because we love to do music, but once you do it, and then people start latching onto it, and then they're now they expect it from you. Like, okay, like Avian's got some heat coming out. Like, what what was next? Like, I I know y'all got something coming up. Like, they don't expect anything less of us. So they and definitely also, keep us on our toes. Absolutely, and I I also like to add that you know you go into something, and th- I think this is for anything and anybody. When you go into something and you're saying, hey, I have a passion for this. I love it. So you're putting all this all this fire and all this passion into something. And then at some point you reach a level where it's like everybody's watching you. Everybody's looking at you. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But now you are at the point where people need you, where people are literally looking to you for either some type of comfort, some type of way of escape. You know, some people are some people listen to our music in our basically they use it as therapy you feel me like mm-hmm. and so you mm-hmm. reach a place where it's is is way beyond you it's now people need you they need that same energy that same passion you put into the seed to make it grow well now you know people are reaping off the blossom so you might as well just keep it going and that's when it becomes bigger than you it might and i, I think personally this is where people start to start to fall and start to get wavery because they're like oh snaps like Dang, it was just about, you know, I was just doing this for me and everybody depending on me. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but you can't let the pressure break you. You know, you can't let the pressure break you. 
Now, how, now, what keeps you guys besides the fans? You um, you talked about the fans, but what keeps you guys motivated? Because obviously, um, going from you you two had your connection, but going from a three member group to two, you know what I mean? That's a lot. That, that's that's a lot of emotion right there. Yeah. That's a lot of you you dedicating whether that person wanted to go do their own thing and, and you guys accepted it, but yeah. at the same time, he's like, we were building something together. So obviously. Yeah. After that moment, there had to be some type of uh, uh, motivation to keep you guys moving. Like, you know what? We can still do this. Um, we can still stay on path. So what was that? Um, I I definitely feel like um, it was, it's des- like, it's destined. Like, it's it's going to work. Like, anytime, and I'm pretty sure, you know, B, B can vouch for me for, she can vouch for me for on this, but like we we have deja vu all the time of you know mm-hmm. us um you know what making it big whether it be on super big stages or you know us having you know those intimate shows where you know where it's more personal we're trying to connect personally with our fans or you know anything of that nature like every everything comes so natural to us like nothing was ever really forced when it came to um us breaking into the industry like even when when we first started like nobody understood the concept of what we were trying to do like nobody was trying to especially at that time like nobody was trying to sing like how the 90s was like people were trying to leave the 90s where it was at and we was trying to tell them like no like the 90s is lit like we we need to start singing like like them like y'all y'all doing some type of watered down type time that and we not really with it like we want to sing like we want to actually feel you know what what the actual message is in the song like that's the type of music that we're trying to put back out there and nobody understood that at first but you know we just kept it kept it pushing we just you know kept doing what we was doing and we just that persistence, you know, got us, you know, where we was at today. So, and that's why I say it's destined because even with that being said, like we didn't had so many things that was thrown at us that could have just, we had mm-hmm. every reason to break up. Like every, everything that could have yeah. happened to break up girl groups, like it didn't happen to us. <laughs> like yeah. everything that yeah. you could think of, we didn't went through it. So the fact that we still here today and we still pushing and we still, you know, it's still trying to get it like and and even more than ever now so it's like it's no uh, it's no it's no other way <laughs> like it's other facts. ways but it's no other way like facts facts so so what was it about 90s r&b that that made you guys want to gravitate towards that genre because obviously a lot of people take the easy way out you guys could have came in running on that uh I don't know what the what what type of I don't even know what to call the R and B nowadays. That trap, money, um, drugs, shaking ass. He of, said money, drugs. He named the whole movie. Yo, title. Okay. <laughs> so what was it about that old school? Because the guys, old school R and B is emotion, it's love, it's real life situations, it's everything you can go through in life. What mm-hmm. was it about that genre that made you um, gravitate towards it? I think I think it was like a. Like Dom said, it was passion and we being young girls in R and B, hip hop, you know, we we besides rappers, big name rappers and we singing and it's just like it's it turns heads. <laughs> it turns heads when you when you're a pretty girl 
and you're not exposing your body. You're not selling sex. Right. And what is moving you is your vocal capabilities and you're confident and you up there and you're not afraid and you're aggressive in people's faces and you like, what, what come, you know, we, we welcome the competition. You feel me? Um, in a friendly way, of that, course. In a friendly <laughs> <laughs> or eh, or maybe not. Friendly, 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 friendly competition, as she says. Um, <laughs> but uh, we in quarantine. Let me calm down. Um, <laughs> but no, in in all seriousness, like we gravitated it, gravitated towards it because there weren't really many young girls really trying to sing, and honestly. There's really still no real like powerhouse singers right now because everyone is trying to be cool and cute and stuff like that, which I understand because like that's that's how the times are now. But we felt as though we would gain more respect from young and old if we really sung and we didn't need background vocals and we didn't need people to try to just crank up the instrumental just to cover and drown out our voices. So we just wanted to respect all this super that we're like, crazy choreography yeah. to distract you from the actual talent <laughs> that you're supposed to come to see, which is us singing and not theatrical movements and all this other I madness. Mean, and, and it's and no shade. It's no shade it's to no the people sh- that do it. Like, because by all means, like, if I could, I probably would too. But I ain't big for that. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that's the awesome part about the industry is that there are so many people with different capabilities. And if you want to see somebody that that's pop locking, twerking, then you go see there their artist. If you want to see somebody, yep. if you want to see somebody that's really singing their heart out and you want to cry on stage, then you're going to see Aviance. If you mm. want to feel like, oh my gosh, like I just really went through this traumatic moment in my life and I need to turn up and be free, but then you're going to see Aviance. You feel me? Like we, we just have a we just have a um, a love for music that we want to sustain throughout the years. We don't want to be trendy. We don't want to just be like they had a sound for two thousand and twenty. Like right, no, right. it's we we will be able to change with the times. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the bad girls of R and B. Who's bad? Us. <laughs> <laughs> so break that down for us. <laughs> definitely uh we were kind of alluding to it that when we were we started out and even now like it's girl groups out there it's girl duos it's just girls out there period in the industry who feel as though they have to sell sex and there's nothing wrong with being sexy it's nothing wrong with having sex appeal um but there's a difference when you feel like you will not get a record sold or no one will click on your picture unless you have a booty cheek out or your breasts are exposed or you just your whole body is out. Like people just they carefully, they reckless now. They taking pictures butt naked and they just showing it to everybody. Right, basically. But you know, basically. So with that being the norm where men are trash talking women in their songs and women being okay with that to, you know, women just being insecure and not confident well we didn't really we didn't want to fall into that trap we literally wanted to go against the grain and so when we say baggers of r&b it's literally going against the grain and not having a regret about it at all like literally if someone says oh y'all corny because it's so it's been many people trying to pressure us to put a booty cheek out and <laughs> I said, put a booty cheek out. But you know what I mean? Like, to or really just, just be dropping it low just, downstage every opportunity we get. Like, basically, or we, 
where we got to talk about something crazy in a song. Like, we don't, we don't have to do that. Yeah, anything. like, like anything that, like, we literally took back. Now, if you listen to Avion's first album, we was straight coming at ninjas. Like, we were straight really? coming at ninjas because, because it was in that time where, well, it's still like that, but guys were just, it just irked our nerves that women were okay with the idea that men called them out their names or trash talked or cat called or whatever. And it's been so programmed for us to listen to it that we're okay with it. And it was just more so like, okay, how about we make songs coming at y'all? Or how about we make songs that might make y'all a bit uncomfortable? And so how we did it was we made it catchy. We made it something where the guys were leaving out the the, uh, venue singing our song. So either way, you're going to make music that's timeless. Um, especially when it's coming from a real place. So, mm-hmm. mm. you know, that's just us going against the grain, just going against the grain and not being ashamed or afraid to say it. And actually standing on everything that we say. Like, it's one thing to say something and then go do something completely different, but it's another to say it and actually stand on it mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. And, and continually, like, have that as your movement for years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, Dom, you said something earlier that just clicked in my head. You talked about how um, you came from a family of singers, and then once they found out you were singing, they were they uh, promoted it. They were happy for you. How much did that family influence play into your confidence stepping into this industry? Um, it definitely uh, helped a lot because my I, I feel like my mom swore she was my manager at some point in my life. <laughs> she had no problem. <laughs> putting me on the spot for anything. Like, she heard somebody knew somebody in the industry. Oh, my daughter's saying, yep, Dominique, go ahead, sing. Come here, start saying. <laughs> oh, oh, they they holding auditions here. Oh, but I'm bringing my daughter. We we out here. We standing in this line. We waiting. We out here. Like, my mom mm-hmm. was definitely 100% supportive in anything that I did, whether it was ridiculous or not. Um, She was there. So, it definitely played a it, it plays a part, and even to this day, like you know, with the music that we're promoting now, like I have my cousins that know our songs like the back of their hands, like they'll they'll just listen to it, you know, has they'll have it as a part of their nor- normal playlist, and they just be singing or rapping to whatever they be knowing it word for word, like they'll just call me randomly, just just singing the songs, just just because, like. They're they're very supportive, so it's definitely um, great when you know you you feel that love being poured back into you. Mm. What is a piece of advice you two would give um, a young singer out there that to help them build confidence, to help them step into this industry and follow their dream? That's a great question. I would definitely say that. You know, although we live in a society where people are saying, I'm getting it, I got to do me, I got to get it for me, there is nothing wrong with building a team. Uh, Mm. Most times when you see successful people, they aren't climbing the ranks by themselves. You have to know the people surrounded by you and you have to use them accordingly to pick and, and raise everybody up. So I would say definitely investing yourself, investing your craft and, and understand who you are as an individual so that you can add something to a team. But also 
honor having having a team around you because you is is you can't do anything by yourself. It's impossible. There is no way you can make it by yourself. Like you have to have supporters. You have to have family who cares. Right. Um, if you don't have family, you have to have people who can who can look out for you and say, hey, this event is going on here or this stylist is over here or this makeup artist is there. Like literally invest in yourself and invest in a team. For sure. Um, and definitely try to build your foundation with God, you know, whether who who or whoever you it is that you pray to. Just try to strengthen that bond because especially if you're trying to, you know, get heavily involved into the industry and really trying to, you know, make it mainstream and, you know, touch those people out there, like, you definitely have to be grounded within your faith because your faith is going to be tested and it's going to be mm-hmm. things, you know, that's going to happen and you're going to question, like, like, why am I doing this? Like, why is mm. this happening? Like, why why us or why me? Like, should we keep doing this? Is, is this a sign? Like, you know, things things are going to happen that's, that's just going to test you daily, so if you stay prayerful and, you know, and just believe, you know, that, that things are going to work out within your best favor because, you know, especially if you're coming into the situation with your intentions pure and, um, you know, just for the better good of everybody, like you said, just making sure that you build this team, you know, to make sure that everybody's pulling everybody up, like, and nobody's being left behind. Like, mm. It's more than enough money for everybody out here to eat. Like everybody can have a seat at the table. Everybody can get this money. Everybody can eat together. So, um, as long as you and your team are, you know, solid within your foundation and staying prayed up, um, you you pretty much good. Like that's that's all you really need. And an accountant. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Yeah. Make sure that some funds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Now beyond, you don't you don't just be yes. doing you don't just be singing, man. You be out here killing it in, in the acting as well. So talk about that 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 acting journey for us a little bit. I acted a damn fool. That's what I be acting. <laughs> um, no, I've always I've always had a passion for just being a different person. Um, altogether, I know. That when I was growing up, I would just be you sitting next to my mom. She'd be watching Oprah and, you know, Oprah is interviewing people on TV. And then I'd turn around and go behind the couch and I'm acting like I'm interviewing people. Then I turn around and act like I'm the one being interviewed. It was just weird. But um, I really found that I wanted to pursue it more strongly now because it is a freedom of it, it, not freedom of. Well, yeah, it's a freedom of expression. It's a form of expression for me. Another outlet. Um, so it's, it's been great. You know, I had opportunities to work on feature film sets, um, Holly Berry's movie, um, and, uh, Bruce that just last year, um, got to work on set there, got to do several different commercials. And I'm sad that some of them aren't out yet because of the whole pandemic, but, um, just, just really being focused and really just trying to find a balance with everything and, it's been it's been rewarding thus far. I would say that. I would definitely say that. And then um, my latest project is in the movie Vengeance, in which is a short film that'll be premiering in September of this year. Lord is willing. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. I play a crazy lady who's uh, I don't play a crazy lady. I do, I do play a, a woman who 
is very, very determined to seek justice for the love of her life. Um, she lost. So, mm. you know, that's going to be an awesome movie. That's going to be an awesome, awesome short film. Mm. So, y'all stay tuned. You killed it. <laughs> So, 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 how do you get into character in terms of in terms of acting? I'm sure it's similar to preparing yourself for a stage performance as well. But how do you take words on a paper that someone else wrote and turn it into something that people can relate to? Definitely, it is something that is is it's a very different type of thing because you have to get out of yourself and. Quite naturally, I'm a very um, self-entombed person and emotional. And so um, sometimes I have to get out of my own way and instead of saying, this is how I would do it. This is how I would think it. This is how I would treat this person. I literally read the script over and over and over again. I'm paying attention to words and why they, you know, their word choices. Why would they say that? This must mean that they're this type of person. And why would they relate or like this type of character versus that type of character? So I'm building a character based on their background, their story, and also how they're relating to everyone and everything else in the script. And so from that point, I'm just brainstorming or creating choices that would make these characteristics stand out. Is it a certain walk that they have? Is it a certain talk that they have? Is it a certain way that they tilt they, their head or is it a way that they hold their hand? Mm. So I'm kind of like falling and embracing into these different these different characters. And so they can be different each and every time because it's nothing worse than seeing the same character played in every movie that an actor plays in. So you really want to find, you know, those little quirks that make it stand out each time. Has there ever been a role that you were asked to play that you didn't because it just weird or wasn't mm. right or something like, or just didn't fit with what your vision was? I, I would definitely say yes. There was a movie that I turned down. Um, I was actually scheduled, booked and booked and busy uh, in May for a film that was going to be shot in Arizona. And it was going to be, I was going to be out there for like a week or so. And when I got the script, I was ready. I was like, I did the self-tape audition. I killed it, apparently. He was like, oh, my gosh, you, you're so good. Da, da, da. Got me all ready and everything. He sent me the script. I look at the script. I'm reading the script. It was a thriller. So I'm like, oh, I love thrillers. I love drama. I'm reading the script. I see something that says I start summoning someone. Mm. And I was like, hold up. Let the beat drop. I said, nah, that that ain't. That ain't. <laughs> I ain't with that. I, I ain't. I'm not with the, uh, I ain't with the dark forces, bro. I'm with the light. I'm with the light. Follow the light, Caroline. That's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was, it was very uncomfortable because it just doesn't go with what I believe. And, and, and just to say this, I know the type of industry it is, is, you know, even in music, you got people who, who think differently, who believe in different things and people rely on those different things. And that is another thing that, that makes us stand out because we don't conform mm. to different things, group things. Um, but some, most people would say you was stupid. They was paying good money and everything. And they were just like, you, you know, some people may say you silly for turning it down. However, you know, I know acting is acting, 
But at the same time, those forces are real. I don't play with that. And I ain't got, I, you know, I took kickboxing. I'll start punching something <laughs> yeah. real quick. You know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> I, I ain't with it. So, yeah, that was the one thing I'll say I turned down and I don't regret it at all. All right. So going back to the bad girls in R&B uh, for both of you. Yes. What's that feeling like when you step on stage? Perform. <sighs> it's a beautiful feeling. For sure, for sure. Um, it, it definitely, um, you can definitely feel it on like a, 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 a personal level, like a, like an intimate level almost. Because, like we said, we try to, you know, take situations that, um, real life situations and apply them to our music. So, normally, when we're performing, you know, some of our songs, um, like, people really be going through stuff. Like, they really be mm-hmm. relating to our songs on, like, a whole uh, other level. Like, like they tell us all the time, like, our songs help them get through their day. Like our songs, you know, and uh, inspire them to just, you know, keep trying to do or to pursue whatever it is that they're trying to do. Um, like our music, you know, makes them feel more confident about themselves or mm. makes them, you know, at at ease that you know it's okay to not know, you know, what you want in life sometimes. Like, you know, like some like our songs are just so relatable to so many different types of people so mm-hmm. when we're performing and you know we're we're watching them you know relate to us on a whole other level like it's, it's an amazing feeling it's yeah amazing. I, I totally agree I totally agree because you do it because you love it but then when you start to literally you know you get over that I get nervous every time before I get on go on stage I'm gonna just say that you know I never have a moment where I'm like oh I I know I got this because I, I know I got it, but I get nervous. But when I finally get over that nervousness and I'm looking at the crowd, you just be like, oh, Steph, y'all really feeling this. Y'all really, y'all really feeling this. So you start to do things and say things to kind of bring them over edge even more to, you know, to liking you or loving you. And so at that point, my, my favorite part is actually talking to the audience. Mm. Um, when we finally get those moments where we can talk to them, because people, there are sometimes when we perform and people just looking at us and they just like, they don't have a form of expression or nothing. They just staring at us. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we finally get to talk to them, we see a whole different expression and we see them relating to us even more. So um, those are the the things, just some of the things that are most rewarding when we're on stage. Have, have either of you had a, a like a, we didn't seen some of the best, man. Take, take some spills and. <laughs> and any of you ever have a, have a mess up on stage that you were like, oh my gosh, can't believe that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but the, let me tell you, because we, because we sing for real, for real, and we're not lip syncing and we're not, you know, every day isn't golden. And sometimes the mics are bad. Sometimes the speakers are off, the monitors are whack. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, or not whack, but just like a, just a tad bit off. So you do have those moments where you're like, oh, dang, I slipped. I messed up. But I just think that's in everything. You, you're going to get that with anything. How you bounce back, like during a performance where you, where you do something like that? Uh, 
how you bounce back from that to you stay on going. course with the performance? You just keep going. Um, you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Don't make a You're face. Fine. Just Don't keep going. Because <laughs> it's, it's so many times that me and B then did I, a, a billion and one performances where we just, we like, that room was trash. Really? We we know for a fact we did not give our best, like, or like she said, like, with technical difficulties, like, it was just terrible. And then people come up to us and be like, that was the best performance I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's crazy. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we be exactly. We, we like, like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we be like, we confused. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, we always have that attitude. Like, you know, y'all like it. We love it. So, you know, yep. if it's good for y'all, it's good for us. But, you know, we're we're like borderline perfection. Mm. So, we know when we you, have our days. Absolutely. And you know when to leave things on the stage. Like, we can't take that, our mistakes with us. Mm. You feel me? Just leave whatever happened on the stage and keep it moving. There's a new stage coming and you can make it right. So, which... Which do you prefer, a big stage or a small, intimate uh, venue? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I, I I favor intimate crowds. I love big stages because I love to run around. <laughs> <laughs> I love to just, I just, I just, like you, I just like when we just be little bullets. Just you be like, who them little things just on the stage? It's just us back and forth. Right. I like those stages, but I also like intimacy because, you know, you can pull a mic away and still be mm. ringing. You know what I mean? And you can get close to people. You can touch them. You can get in their face. Um, you can hold them. You can you can do a lot of stuff where people are just like, when it's more intimate, it's just a different vibe. When, when and where were your, was your first performance? Ooh. Ooh, first performance. Mm. I can tell you, Dom. I can tell you right now. I know exactly. Method, I, I think I know too, but <laughs> but I, I'm a, I'm gonna let you. You can take that, June. You got oh, that. Oh wait, I, I hopefully we're thinking the same thing. When we did a a singing competition, and was that it? Yeah. Why you saying like that? It, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Charlie Mack had a competition in Philly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were the group. It was actually four of us at the time. And we, Child, were, we were together. The boat. We were together for like two <laughs> seconds. Like, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, we were together Philly. for two seconds and was already entering competitions. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> in South Philly. Yup. Yup. We, we was in that joint. And guess what? We made it to the semifinals. Oh, snap. Yeah. So, you know, it was and we didn't even rehearse. That's the problem. What? <laughs> that's the that's the we didn't we didn't. Did. It was no it. rehearsal. It literally was like, yo, y'all gonna sing this song, learn it. If y'all know it, great. If y'all don't, you better learn it. Yo, <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah, but we was that's, there. That's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and that's how that went. And we we made it to the semifinals. Like we got a, we got a whole personal yeah. shout out by Lil Mama and everything. Damn. Yep. So how how was that moment being in, being involved in that it was so early in your career and, and getting so far in that competition? Like how did that feel? It was it was encouraging because it was it was like we got to see celebrities and 
it was an, an opportunity for them to see us. But at the same time, it's like you're amongst all these different artists in the city and you like, yo, I would have never known y'all existed mm-hmm. had, you know, we not right. been here. Um, but it was encouraging because everyone was just so humble and everybody just wanted to get it. Everybody was hungry. Everybody in that room was just hungry. And it's not, there's no greater feeling than being in a room full of hungry people, you know, who are also looking to get it like you. So it was encouraging. It, it definitely was a, a confident booster when we made it to the semifinals because we was like, oh, the, we really, I guess we all really singers, y'all. Like, we, we made it. <laughs> and we were. <laughs> I'm sleeping, yo. I now, y'all performed alongside. <laughs> Acts like SWV, Drew Hill, Faith Evans, Mario, Lil Mo. How mm-hmm. how was that in those moments working, being alongside those artists and being on the same stage as those artists? I would, um, I would. Oh, you was gonna say something, Don? No, you got to Go ahead. I was gonna definitely say, uh, it was, it was a, a great opportunity. Um, but each time we. And and Dom, maybe you can back me up on this, but we literally went there and was like, "This Sasha. Mm. Uh, we were opening (laughs) up. We were opening up for all these people, and we were humbled and we were grateful. But at the same time, we made it up in our mind that we had to leave out with uh, at least half of those fans in there. You feel me? So, you know, we we didn't get all mesmerized and starstruck and all that. We did all that after we performed that we was like, okay, now we can, you know, let down, let our hair down and just, you know, relax. But mission, mission wasn't going to be accomplished till we just ripped that stage in which we did every time, which I was so grateful because there has never been a show that we've done where people were disgusted or they didn't love us or they turned away or they started talking while we was performing. Like I catch it mm. each time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was our show. We performed for them, yeah. but it was our show. Definitely. Like, even to the point where they're coming back from their dressing room to see who's on stage. Like, who? Who is these Damn. girls out here blowing mm-hmm. like this on, on our stage? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is our show. Like, what what they think they do? And then, and then don't let us come with our band. Don't, don't let right. us come with the mother fathers. Like, then it's like, okay, <laughs> now, now y'all, now you're not about to outshow us now. Like, Okay, <laughs> but you know Thanks. we we definitely we come up with the heat, so it's always a humbling experience though because even and even when we come out with that attitude, like it's never on some like oh we coming out better than like with the snobby nose up like y'all Aww. can't touch us type of thing like it's not even on that type of time but it's just like you know friendly competition like okay we uh, they came to see y'all which is perfect. Like, it's great. Like, I love you guys too. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> you know, we're here for, <laughs> you know, we're here for one thing, one thing only, you know. Right. So we came here to do our thing and, you know, snatch a couple, you know, play a little game of snatchies. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, everything's great. <laughs> so, so what, what's, when did that mentality kick in? Does it kick in as soon as you see the lineup? Like, okay, we know, because it's different when you, when you're when you're opening up for, I see one of the people opening up for Silento. That's crowd. That crowd's different than opening mm-hmm. up for SWV because that's right. Oh, like then you know Absolutely. some of those fans are are coming with you. So when does that mentality kick in? And like, what's the plan? Like when when dealing with that. Well, no matter which show we do, we're going to be singing. Like really, really singing. Now, what differs is our choice 
in music mm. selection. So if any event of something like Salento, which was a summer event, and it was mad people smacked up, it was smacked up out there and on the block. Yeah. On the blocks, make it plural, because <laughs> um, that's how many people. That's how many people like are, the, were out there. Damn near um, the whole South Philly was out there. Damn yeah, near. basically. Yeah. Um. So we, of course, we're going to have songs that are in light of summertime. We're going to have songs in, in light of people that want to dance and want to move, and because they can't sit down. So, in the event of like SWV, we're going to have songs that really show off our vocal capabilities, and at the same time. We know it's some people in your age group that like to turn up. So we're going to sprinkle some mm-hmm. of that in there too. So, you know, we we always, no matter what the, the recipe was consistent, we really let people know that we have a gift. And then just and our choices. Versatile. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but versatile is, is how, like we, they put, put us in any type of show, we're going to rock it. You could put us in the middle of a rap show with a bunch of rap ninjas, like, we 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 got bars oh too, so it's like right. we're we're chameleons. Like yeah. we're we're really just chameleons in the industry. Like literally, you can put us anywhere, and we're going to flourish. So mm-hmm. yeah. So yep. you get on stage, you do your thing. You you you're alongside. You're sharing the stage with some of the people you um obviously you admire and you respect. But then afterwards, you're getting cosigns from Lily from SWV, Lil Mo, like cosigns mm-hmm. saying that you did your thing, that they're referencing your stage presence, is that basically that confirmation that you guys already you guys already knew that you killed it, but now you're getting a confirmation from some of, some of the people you look up to. What's that feeling like? I think it feels great because most times when you think of, you know, these A-listers and these B-celebrities, you don't think they see what, other regular people would see, the people that aren't celebrities would see. But when you got celebrities saying that you're also, like when celebrities are saying, yo, y'all dope, it's like, it takes a, celebrities just don't be talking. Like they literally Mm -hmm. don't just talk just to talk. But when they actually step outside of their comfort zone, when they step past their security, when they step past their husbands and their wives and say, yo, I just had to come out and say something to y'all, that's a big deal. You feel me? It's enough to motivate you. And then when they actually care enough to even give you, you know, D to what's going on to the industry, what's going on in the industry and giving you advice and words of wisdom, like that's that those are memories you just can't you can't make that stuff up. Like (laughs) you really can't. So evidently that stuff, evidently that stuff just carried with us. And, you know, we just carry it everywhere we go. But it's a good feeling. Yeah. Give me an artist or a group that you would love to share the stage with? Uh, so we, I mean, now you, maybe you can, you can start this off. Cause in, in my opinion, I've always wanted to share the stage with the people I always listened to all my life <laughs> when I was young and even old. Like I've always wanted to, I've always looked up to Drew Hill. I've always looked up to Jodeci. I've always looked up to Faith Evans. I always looked up to, you know, all these different artists. And then I, you know, we actually shared the stage with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, we shared the stage with Mario, Molly Music. <sighs> I would say. I think another person on our list that we yeah. haven't shared this stage with yet. Um, but I definitely feel like it's coming soon. Very soon. Um, TLC. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that will be 
a super, super, super lit show for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's uh it's peop yeah, I mean it's it's mad artists out there that are like kicking it and stuff like that. But yeah, I would say to you like that's legendary. Yeah, TLC is legendary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your favorite song to perform? Mm-hmm. I feel like we were just talking about this on the uh when we was in the um <laughs> the Instagram live, I think. You know, um, uh, I love performing. Um I love performing introvert. Introvert. When I don't want to talk, I don't talk because I don't like no petty conversation. And I don't really need no interaction. Like, yeah, that joint, <laughs> when we start popping them shoulders, when we start popping them shoulders, on, <laughs> that's my, um, that's maybe one of my favorite songs. And also Craig, you ain't got a lot of Craig. Like that was mm-hmm. one of, also another song that I love to perform. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like one of the songs, well, yeah, one of the songs for me, I feel like would probably be one of my favorites to perform. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of torn between two. Like, I, some most times I want to say it's encore mm-hmm. because that's like one of our songs that like it yeah. kind of like sums everything up and it's like a like a turn up. It gives me like that early early 2000s type of feel mm. like that mm-hmm. that super boppy type of you know like a fun like a, it's a fun song so mm-hmm. i definitely um put that as one of my favorites but i also feel like um future is definitely one of my favorites to perform because i feel like yeah. that feel that um shows most of our like vocal vocal can't even speak most of our <laughs> vocal <laughs> capabilities so um like that's one of the songs that I feel like people listen to and like and they sit back and like, dang, like they they really can sing. Like this this ain't a yeah. this ain't a joke. Like they they really can do this. Like whether with mics or not. So, you know, um it, it kinda just depends on um, I guess the crowd, you could say. But um yeah. but yeah, I definitely feel like those those two they're so different, but they're they're my my favorites for different reasons. And then I may you I I feel like you may even have a favorite song. Um, if you listen to, it's Aviance on all music platforms where music is sold. That's just my go. little drop. <laughs> streaming now everywhere. <laughs> streaming now. <laughs> Speaking of streaming, you guys started back in 2013. You guys started when you know what I mean you had to. Go out there and, and still buy CDs. Or you could download it. I think you got <laughs> it the iPod came out. I you think you could download it. You could download it. it, but it wasn't. So, how much has the industry changed? The change over the streams been beneficial or challenging for you guys? Um, it's funny because uh, it's funny that that you bring it up because now, like thinking back, like dang, like we really was doing this for like a little minute because when we first started, like one of our first um projects that we released, like we released them on like hard copies, like CDs. So mm-hmm. we were actually like selling CDs and, you know, giving out CDs and stuff like that. And we had like the little download cards um, so people could download it digitally. 
And this is when, like, the whole digital music was, like, first becoming, like, an actual thing. Yeah. Like, you can sell your music digitally. (laughs) So, right, that was, like, the beginning of the time. So just now, just, like, the way you would promote your music is kind of different because when we first started, like, you literally had to put in footwork. Like, you had to Mm -hmm. get out there and put your name out there and make sure that people, you know, see and heard you at all times and, you know, constantly just being in people's faces. But now, um. Like everything is literally like a click away. Like social media is like at its all time high. Um, streaming is at an all time high. So now, mm-hmm. like if you just stay present within the social media presence or, you know, whether you're out doing a show and you're creating content from you being out and, you know, just your everyday life and just being the the entertainer that you are, like it's just did your whole promotion scheme is just is is way different. So you definitely gotta keep up with the times to stay relevant and um just to see like what's what's trending now so you can continue right. to you know get those those likes and those subscribers and things like that mm-hmm. yeah, how do how do you feel the internet has played a, how much how much did the internet play a part in terms of connecting with fans because obviously it's so different if this would have happened this 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 coronavirus if this would have happened back in the early two thousands, yeah, like, it would have been no catastrophic. It would have been no connection to music, and obviously we're getting a bunch of great collaborations in terms of like versus TV that Swiss Beats and Timberland are doing with the with the, with the with the legends. Mm-hmm. But like, if this happened back back then, it would have been no connection. So, how important is the internet um, and social media with you guys connecting with your your fans? I would definitely say it's an opportunity for us to be on social media even more. And we know that people will see us because they have no other choice now but to be on their social media <laughs> and, and see us and, and see us on their timeline. I would also um I would also say that it is it is a challenge now only because, you know, people are in, in different time zones and people, mm. because they're home now, they're sleeping later. Um, so it, it kind, kind of uh, puts us in a place where we have to be on 24 hour readiness for social media. So it's not like, okay, we're going to, we're going to just post one picture at 9am and then let the rest do what it do. No, you have to literally be around the clock, liking pictures, putting comments on people's stuff or, you know, putting stuff in your story, you know, doing setting and, you know, delegating time to get on live and stuff like that. And it's just about staying relevant even more than before. And I think even after this whole pandemic passes, I think I think a lot of people will stay in that mindset um, a bit because it's working, because a lot of more people are are building their presence because of this time. So, you know, like I said, if it's, if it's a strategy that works, you don't really don't switch it up. Mm-hmm. So. If you two could change one thing about the industry, what would it be? Stop putting these mumble rappers out here, bro. Yo. Like, <laughs> 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 You sound like somebody off a cartoon. No, that's not really a thing. Um, I, I mean, that's not really what I think. Oh, but um, it's a thing. That's, <laughs> really what I, that's really what I think. Yeah, that, that really is what I think. I would definitely say if I could change one thing about the industry, man, 
respect and honor good talent when you mm. see it. It has been countless yeah. times where it's so much talent in Philly. It makes no darn sense. But people are concerned about, you know, of course, image matters numbers and stuff like that. And numbers, and, you know, um, yeah, pretty much those things. And yeah, you got to work for that stuff. And it's, but the problem is people with numbers have no, most, most of them have no talent. Right. And it's frustrating because you are forced to look at them. And then because you see them all the time, you, you know, your program to just be like, oh yeah, I like this person. No, you don't. They just the only option you have. You mm. feel me to to see. So I would definitely say, if I could change anything, yo, just let real talent walk through your doors and let mm. the rest happen. Yeah, yeah. You you dropped the mic on that one. <laughs> I agree. One hundred percent. Right. Now give me one Philly artist that you guys would love to like collaborate with. One silly artist. Philly. Lizzo. Philly? Yeah. Or give me one Philly me, and give me one energy. Philly? Yeah. I thought you said silly. I thought silly. you said silly. Uh-huh. I, I thought you said silly as an S. Yeah, so you said silly. I said Lizzo silly. Lizzo. Um, oh, Don said, Don said Mickey Millie's. No, you know. Mickey Mill. Uh, from Philly? Do, do, do. Come on, man. Oh, chill moody. I would definitely say mm. I like I would I feel like when it comes to Philly artists, my vote changes a lot because it's like <laughs> because it's like it's so many different decent artists in Philly, but there yeah, are some absolutely. artists who are actually doing great things. And I think um Chill Moody is um he's doing great things. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. You <laughs> <laughs> know. What's, what is the best advice you've been given by anybody since you guys started your journey? Um, to remember why we're doing it. Mm. Because it, it's it's been a lot of times where, um, you know, we'll, we'll hit like a plateau or something of that nature. And it's, it's like we just sit here thinking like, okay, like, what are we really doing this for? Like. Like mm-hmm. what? What was the purpose again? Like let's let's go back to the drawing board. So, um, they 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 definitely draw into our heads. Like you know, for one, never break up. That was one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. two, um, always you know remember what you're doing it for. Because once you remember your purpose and why you're doing it, then you know that that spark will instantly come back. You'll get that drive. Yeah, I totally second that. I mean, it the the common denominator in all conversations was keep going, keep going, no matter what people say, keep going, keep staying focused and keep the drive going and stuff like that. Because, you know, most people they they don't want to see you lose. I know that I know people think that sometimes, like they think they alone and don't nobody care about them or or love what they do or respect them, but. Most people don't want to see you fail. Mm. So if you just remember that, it'll give you encouragement to keep going. Because like I said, at some point, you do become that person or that or that people or that organization that people need, that people look forward to seeing. Because if you're all of a sudden just going and you was always out there, then it takes something, it takes their morale away. So just just keep going and see where it goes. You know, it's better to live a life where you old and you say, at least I tried versus not having a life at all. So, mm, Absolutely. 
And what's next for you two? Man, recording, recording, writing, recording, writing. Um, not even too sure when these producers would be back up and running because you know these booths are you know confined and things like that. But we have been writing and recording before the quarantine, and so we expect to just keep the ball rolling with that when we get out. Mm-hmm. We are working on another album so we got some things cooking up and we're working on new material new content um videos we're working with more artists this time um so the collaborations are are starting to stack up so we got some great work coming our way oh wait 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 wait. we have a show too we have a show on the 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 seven yes Um. may 7th (laughs) it's in new york so y'all follow us on social media and y'all get the deets on that um Shout out to the Ladies of Sky. They actually had their um, unsung premiere um, just a couple, several weeks back. And so, you know, just wanted to shout them out. They come into Philly and they're going to be doing great things. Um, And, you know, they love us as well. And we're going to be working with them, too. So y'all just look out. Now, tell everybody where they can reach out to you guys, contact you guys, your website, social media, and where they can cop the album. Yes. So you can follow us on all of our social media at Aviance Music with the Q. That's A-V-I-A-N-C-E, Music with the Q. You can also find us on music platforms as well through Aviance Music with the Q. And we got three albums, so y'all better look it up. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not into the whole social media thing, we also have a website. Um, you can type in www.isaviance.com and that basically gives you like our whole life schedule. <laughs> um, it tells you, you know, what's our next events going to be, what we have coming up, um, what, what projects we got releasing. Um, you can actually buy merchandise and uh, uh, purchase our albums on the website as well. So, um, yeah. Um, Again, it's www.isaviance.com. Everything is all there. All right, this was the Fiction Addiction Podcast, and this was Aviance. Thank y'all for joining us today. Thank you for having us, man. We loved it. Yeah, man. It was it was a genuine vibe. It was cool. Good people. Thank you for joining us on the Fiction Addiction Podcast. Make sure you visit fictionaddictionpodcast.com for links on everything we talked about today, as well as awesome resources, additional tips, and fiction addiction merchandise.